Hi, everybody. Welcome to the post-eclipse Joe and Joe weather show with Joe Rayo on my left, who's had a very, very long and hard week. I'm Joe Chaffee. And okay, Mr. Rayo, go ahead. <laughs> how, was your, go ahead how, how was your morning, this, uh, Mr. Rayo? Uh, you know what? It, 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 um, it hearkened some of nostalgia because my wife and I, we, uh, we met at a private weather forecasting service in uh, Queens many, many years ago. And uh, then after we got married, we started going in to work together. And that meant getting up at like three o'clock in the morning uh, to get to get into work. And that's exactly what we did this morning. We, we The alarm went off just after 3 a.m. in order for us to uh, get out to uh, meet with Lonnie Quinn at uh, the Campo Beach area just outside of Westport, Connecticut, where they, uh, they were doing live shots for CBS Channel 2. But, you know, we, we, we woke up at 3, we got dressed, we, you know, washed up and everything else. And as we're heading out to the car, I said, it's just like the old days, isn't it? It's just like <laughs> all those years. The only difference was that when we were doing that, we were in our 20s. And now, all these years later, we're in our 60s. And let me tell you, it's a heck of a lot more difficult to do it in your 60s as opposed to, well, you did it too, Joe. I mean, you know, in your, in your 20s. That's why I Crazy. Ref- exactly. And that's why I refuse. <laughs> I just will not do it. <laughs> So uh, for those of just to refresh everybody, or maybe if you weren't haven't worn on last night, so Joe was uh, at in uh, Westport, Connecticut, uh, with uh, uh, Lonnie Quinn from WCBS TV Channel Two. Uh, he does the weather there there in New York City, and they uh, put on a show this morning, which we'd love to show you, but somebody didn't bring a video. <laughs> we don't have a video. Well, we didn't. Do- no, we don't. You know, if if you want to go on my, if you want to see like a clip of what uh, what I what I did with Lonnie and we were, and and I I congratulate CBS. They really, what they did was they dedicated most of their morning newscast from five o'clock to six thirty when the eclipse came to an end, to the eclipse, and they they called in everybody, the, all all four of their regular weathercasters, Elise Finch, Lonnie of course, um, John Elliott. And Vanessa Murdoch, they were the four of them were there. They had newscasters or reporters all around the tri-state area with cameras taking various shots. And I got to tell you something, Joe. It was very interesting. Before the sun came up this morning, as that wonderful crescent image, uh, for about a half an hour before, on and off, we were seeing sun pillars, uh, an effect of uh, I guess atmospheric refraction, where. From the point where the sun is below the horizon, we saw like a pillar of light stretching up for about 10 or 15 degrees from the horizon. And it was quite amazing. And, it, and again, the funny thing about it was, I guess it was because of the cloud cover, it would come and go. And in fact, at one point, it was almost like there was a mock sun. There was a blob of orange, fuzzy orange that was hanging right above the sunrise point. And then out of that, if you watch you know, no, uh, carefully enough, that blob evolved into, again, a pillar. So there was all kinds of great stuff that we uh, we saw. And uh, the funny thing about the eclipse was everybody was there armed with their special glasses to watch. The uh, glasses allow you to see the eclipse safely because they're they're dark and they attenuate the light of the sun and knock out the UV and ultra uh, uh, and infrared rays of the sun. But when the sun came up, you couldn't use the glasses because there was enough haze to 
uh, diminish the sun's light so that if you looked with the glasses, you couldn't see anything. The sun was not bright enough yet to use the glasses. But yet, at the same time, if you tried to look at the sun, if you tried to look at it directly with your eye, right. the haze wasn't quite thick enough for you to see it clearly unless you squinted with your, squinted with your eyes. Right. But we did see if you squinted initially, you saw that those, those, those crab claws, as they were being promoted as, coming up straight up as as uh, the sun was rising and then as you see here in the picture that joe put on the screen here and which by the way which by the the way was taken the cuss swung around to the left right the the pictures that i have here are from christina pedia who uh took them on long island she's on the chat board right now go ahead i just wanted to give her credit thank you christina christina yeah 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 i think everybody in the tri-state area fortunately or thankfully because i was concerned that um um, that let's say New York on and Point South would get, you know, wiped out uh, because of cloud cover. I, I, I said, you know, that maybe there might be a case where the cloud line was going to undulate. But really, as I, you know, we saw like late last night with that cold front, it came straight on through with the cloud line, passed through the New York metropolitan area, and continued southward for a little ways. I think. Uh, uh, they might have even have seen as far south as Seaside Heights in New Jersey. But we all had basically the same sky at sunrise, which was, you know, black, lacy stratus clouds. And the sun was coming up through those clouds. And there was also a bit of haze, which, again, at first uh, precluded you using the glasses. But as the sun got higher uh, and brighter, uh, then you started to uh, then you had to use those uh, dark glasses. So it was really it was really a cool, uh, cool I sight. I love this shot, and by it, the way. It'll be coming up in a second with the clouds lay, uh, in the background. Right. That we all seem to have that. Long Island, New Jersey, up in the Hudson Valley, Connecticut. Yeah. That, that. You know, sometimes. And Lonnie Quinn brought this up. He said, "You know, we all hope for clear weather, but sometimes the clouds actually add to the effect." And that picture, right there, gives you an idea of how eerie it was initially when it when it came up. And I got to tell you, nobody was happier than yours truly, Joe, at uh, 3.30 as uh, uh, Renato was still inside. I, I thought I'd take a quick glance outside. So I opened up the front door of our house, stepped out onto the front por- uh, front uh, step, looked up, and the sky was just filled with stars. And I looked up, and I had to, I'm sure I must have broken into a big smile on my face because I said, we got it. That's it. No, no need to well, worry I- about it. And I you love want to know something here's, else. Here's that's another, very funny. Here's you want to know something group. else? It just goes to show. It just goes to show you. You know, I I don't, and I know you don't, and I'm probably everybody in the chat board don't. You don't listen to radio at three or four in the morning or whatever. But as we were driving to uh, the beach in Westport, I'm listening to CBS 880, 1010 Winds, and they got. I, I presume these were live hits. And these, I think one guy, uh, uh, Carl Babinski, I'm driving. The sky is perfectly clear. Mm-hmm. A couple little wisps of cloud here and there. <laughs> I, I know where says, this is going. And, and, here's what, and you know what, what he's saying? He says, is, well, we still have a chance for a couple of showers around uh, for a little while longer. I'm from saying, what? what are you looking at? From what? There was, from nothing, what? There was nothing there. Oh, my God. There was nothing. I mean, nothing at that hour. At that hour. Why are you still saying a chance for a few showers and uh, also some lingering clouds? They're obviously they're, they 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 mailed that forecast in this morning. I guess they, at that early hour they figure, well, what the heck? Yeah, they pre-tape. They or... they pre-tape a bunch of tapes probably around eleven, ten or eleven o'clock. They, they, they didn't have a, 
I doubt if they had any, if it was live. Uh, but too funny, yeah. Yeah. too funny. I love this shot, yeah. by the way. This is a, a really nice shot. I also have uh, one of my high school buddies. Seems like I'm running, you know, dealing with my high school buddies lately a lot. Uh, but that, and that's a reference to the fact that I'm halfway through the book, Under the Weather, of which I am a primary character <laughs> in a really vicious, vile murder mystery. Uh, but let me see if I can find. Let me get. Um, let me get. Uh, my my uh, my friend Harry's uh, pictures because he took some shots uh, in and around New York City, and they were they were they were good shots too. So let me, give me a moment. And I have to yeah. I have to feel bad I have to feel bad for our friend uh, on the chat board. I don't know if he's here tonight. And he's Mr. Probably, Ruben Fairchild, you know, he's here. No 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 no. <laughs> Not Mr. Ruben Fairchild. By the way, I told uh, I, I saw that you mentioned that you were going to take off for a couple of weeks. Uh, if that, if, if, if a couple of days, a couple of days, (laughs) a couple of days, I thought it was going to be a couple of weeks, whether a couple of weeks or a couple of days, you were asking him for permission to take off. Correct. (laughs) If that's, he said, if that's okay with you, Mr. Fairchild, no, I'm talking about, I'm referring to uh, my friend, Evan Zucker, who lives in San Diego and he wanted to fly either to New York or to somewhere in the Northern part of Michigan. He chose the, the latter he went to a place I think called Paradise Valley in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and I told Evan yesterday because he was worried about clouds coming down from the north. And I said, "Look, if you see the clouds coming again, not forecasting, but now casting, watch the satellite picture. If you see the clouds coming, jump in your car. There was an interstate I-75, and I said, just go south on I-75 to get out of the way of the clouds. But he decided he was going to stay in Par- Paradise Valley or whatever." And he got skunked. So Take the, that's what happens when you don't stay mobile. My friend Harry, I mean, this almost looks like a watercolor painting. It's just uh, he took some shots of the sky surrounding, you know, what was going on. And, you know, you mentioned about the fact that with when we were talking about this over the last couple of weeks with uh, a little haze in the air and, you know, a few clouds, you could get some weird colors. And indeed, and those are, you know, those are juxtaposed against the blue in the background where the sky is clear. I mean, these are some, uh, you know, very interesting shots. Here's another one. These were all, I was these were su- all taken from, I- uh, uh, from, uh, in, in, around the new, from New York city. I don't know exactly where he was standing, but he was obviously near the water, but you, you, you can just see the sun there trying to come up over the horizon. Look at, look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Isn't that, isn't that wow, great? That's- Harry McMaster. That, that was Who's a big cheese, by the way, in the in the uh, uh, New York uh, NYFD in the New York Fire Department? These are great shots. Uh, look at that. That's that's they a terrific are. shot. That's great. That's um, great. I and the funny the funny thing is, you know, we had those clouds, that, and I'm saying to myself, well, we're not gonna we're not gonna see the the cusps of the crescent because of the cloud cover and the positioning, and then sure enough, up up from behind the clouds with the two tips of the crescent coming up. And I'm just saying like, wow, look at that. Wow. And even Renata, Renata has been on a number of uh, Eclipse adventures with me, my faithful companion. And she said it, uh, the, tonight at dinner, she says, you know, in thinking about it, of all the eclipses that we've seen, uh, this one was one of the more picturesque ones. It wasn't even a total eclipse, which really is one of the great shows that you'll ever see in your life. But still, this, this had a lot going for her with the low sun, the, the the crescent phase. I was a little surprised. I, I, I actually this. thought we would look see. At the, look at this shot with the grass. You know, uh, the the uh, yeah. near the shore with the grass, and look at the 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 colors around the sun. He took it with his iPhone. 
a lot of people do that these days. I mean, I, when I think of my younger days, Joe, when I used to, you know, first I'd go to the, the, uh, the when you the took out your Kodak Brownie, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, 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 you look for the right kind of film. And then what you do is if you get like a roll of 36 and then you take a bunch of pictures, you have different exposures or different apertures, you're bracketing your exposure. You throw away about, you know, three quarters of what you've shot and look for the one that looks good. And now here, here are people with their iPhone, you know, like click my, my daughter, took a picture of the moon a few years ago through the eye. She just took the, the iPhone, stuck it up against the eyepiece, and she came up with a, with a, with a picture, which I would have died for, you know, when I was her age. But uh, that's it. That's technology. It's amazing. Yeah. And it, well, it, anyway, enough with the eclipse. Okay. Now I started talking about the weather and uh, the upcoming weekend. Yes. Well, in the scope of things, just looking, I was, I, I, I looked through a lot of the guidance today. I've, uh, you were, I'm sure you were busy, so I don't know whether you got to see anything or not. But I have to tell you something. There's a, there's a, uh, th th one of the maps tonight that I'm going to show. All I can say about it is, it, it, it's too it, it, for the winter weather lovers. It's too bad it's not January, because it, it, we're going into mid June. The heat that we've just had, uh, which by the way, some places some places did six days in a row of 90 plus. Uh, that's that's a pretty impressive stretch for the early part of June, uh, and and you want to know when one of those places you. up here we have a we have a weather station. Uh, oh, Renata just sent a few pictures to your phone. Uh, oh, of, um, uh, on my I guess uh, or, she or texted them to me, but, or she texted them to me. I guess I guess yeah I, I can't send it to your phone. I know, but I can't translate it to my phone to my my laptop right now understood okay understood. i'll have to do but it another I'm, time but but i should what you were saying about the the string of 90 degree days up here on my on my davis weather station which is fairly accurate we had i think five consecutive days of you know it wasn't extreme i'm okay there was one day we hit 94 but the other days were like 90 91 it was crazy and uh you know, I, I, I think I mentioned here uh, last week, I said, I remember June of 1988 and, and June of 1999 starting off before the summer officially began, starting off like this with strings of five and six days straight of 90 degree temperatures. And that eventually led to numerous 90 degree days in those, both of those summers. So I'm, 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 I'm hoping we don't go through that this, uh, this upcoming uh, summer season. Well, a few places got to ninety six or seven, and we've gone June, we've gone Julys and Augusts, and not got uh, uh, anywhere near that number. So all sorts of odd. Thing. I can tell you this: looking at the pattern in the eastern part of the United States, but particularly in the minute for the Mid Atlantic and for the Northeast, uh, over the next ten days, uh, we're going to be over that period. We're going to be cooler than average. Uh, most right. of the time, the humidity is going to be subdued. Uh, you might have the odd because we've got we've got three cold fronts coming through, and each there's no well, the problem is that there's really no time ahead of of any of these cold fronts to warm things up. Let me let's bring up a couple. Let's start off with what's going on tonight. And by the way, uh, the uh, just to go back to the eclipse as it turned out, uh, and uh, we, uh, it's a good thing that we we. Uh, didn't over uh, overplay the clouds 
not that I was tempted to at, at, at all. You know, we were just, you know, you were just a little bit nervous, but the shallowness of the cold front allowed the dry air to, at least at, at, the, at the levels that, that mattered, to make it all the way down into Maryland. So there, there was most of the folks in, in eastern Pennsylvania to southern New England, down to Maryland and Delaware, wound up with, uh, with, with clear enough skies to actually see the eclipse. So that was a, that was a big plus. In the meantime, tonight... In fact, there was a, there was a wonderful picture of, the, uh, of about a half-covered sun, and it was right above the, uh, the U.S. Capitol, which... Uh, so, so it's the second time... In, in a way, this is a figure of... Uh, Speech, speaking or whatever, but in a way, this was the second time that the Capitol uh, had to deal with an eclipse. The first, of course, was on the sixth day of this year. Yes. But, uh, um, anyway, right. hey, by the way, Joe. Yes. By the way, again, I don't want to be political about anything here, but did you hear that there was a gentleman from Texas, a politician from Texas? He was talking about global warming and ways that we could try to fix the atmosphere and try to, uh, and, and, and <laughs> in, in his mind. In his, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no, I don't. This is new to me. I, I know somebody predicted the end of the world today. Uh, so no, uh, no. clearly no. he was slightly this is true. off. I wish, I wish that this was a joke, yeah. but it was not. I don't know what the, the gentleman, he, he was a Republican in Texas, and I don't know what he was, a congressman or a state senator or whatever like that. But he actually said, why can't the folks at NASA change the orbit of the moon? And that may be able to help uh, the situation regarding global warming. I swear to you. Would you like them to take a game console and move the lever around to move? <laughs> is, that, is that what, is, uh, you know? And, and you should have seen the, the person who was interviewing him, so some woman, when, she, when he said that, when he said that, there was like a long pause. I'll send you the video. It's on YouTube. There was like a long pause. And all she could say was, well... Um, I don't think anybody's considered that before. <laughs> and but the, the thing was, but, but the thing was that was that was frightening is that he was serious. He thought NASA could move the moon Listen, out into a different orbit. Yeah, may, may, <laughs> is there an app for that? I mean, maybe you could do it on your maybe you could do it on your phone. I don't know. Unbelievable. People, no. Be that as it may. Uh, all yes. right, so let's uh, let, let to the weather. Let's sashay along to the U.S. satellite, uh, which is you know still have all these clouds uh, to our south and, and across uh, Virginia, North Carolina, where we've seen some uh, hefty showers and some thunderstorms, and a couple of them have uh, hit uh, severe levels, and uh, that moisture is moving to the east. Now, it would seem, you look at this, and a lot of this is moving up to the northeast, but it's going to hit a wall. Uh, we've got this nice dry cutout here in the northeast, and, and a high is going to start building in. So that's going to help to suppress all of this. The only thing is, Joe, I think tomorrow we're probably going to have, uh, at, at the very least, we're going to have high clouds here uh, from, from the moisture to the south because there will be rain in Virginia. There will Rain may actually, for a brief time, maybe make it, I thought maybe could make it up into southern Pennsylvania and maybe to about central New Jersey to, to about 195. Um, for just a, a, for a short period of time that it would get that far north. So uh, I think we're going to have more clouds around tomorrow, and that's going to keep temperatures probably on the cool side, 60s at the coast and maybe only uh, low 70s in inland areas. Yeah, yeah. 
And you're absolutely right about the extended outlook because uh, I just checked on the uh, CPC Climate Prediction uh, Center site, and they've got cooler than normal for the 6 to 10 and the 8 to, eight to 14 days. And also for the 6 to 10, they have a large mass of well below normal dry uh, dry conditions. So it, it looks like we, you know, I, it's going to be the converse, the uh, the antithesis of what we went through mm-hmm. over this past week. The temperatures are going to be down, and uh, instead of those uh, uh, sudden downbursts of uh, or, or drown pours, if you will, of showery rains, it looks like we're going to be going through a spell of nice dry weather. Yeah. There may be a, it may be yet a, 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 a semblance of what I mentioned about 10 years ago, 12 years ago, uh, what I call the, the, the Garden of Eden summer, where you, you gave your air conditioners a rest and it was nice and dry. And uh, we could certainly use something like that. Uh, let me just really quick. You know, I just want to thank the chairman, Scott Briller, for hitting Super Chat tonight. He says, Mr. Rayo, thank you for the incredible insight and knowledge about the eclipse. We're eternally grateful for your expertise. And we are eternally grateful for your expertise. I would have been more eternally grateful if you had gotten a video, but that's a conversation for another day. <laughs> anyway, anyway uh, radar tonight, obviously there's nothing going on uh, throughout the Northeast and the Northern part of the Mid-Atlantic, but you can see how the showers are kind of arcing from Ohio uh, across uh, Southwest PA. And then they run down into Maryland, uh, Eastern Virginia, and uh, down into North Carolina, sort of these circular bands around this broad upper trough that is swinging in from the west. And then, then elsewhere, you see also some pop-up showers and thunderstorms uh, scattered around the southeast and the Tennessee Valley. Severe weather tonight is going to be uh, up in the Dakotas. And we have already have uh, a couple of tornado warnings and several severe thunderstorm warnings up. In fact, Joe, a moderate risk of severe weather Uh, is indicated here. SPC talking about scattered thunderstorms here, but they say all severe hazards are possible, including very large hail, wind gusts over 70, and a few tornadoes. And indeed, there's a working tornado watch now at uh, 7.53 Eastern time in western North Dakota. They got a moderate risk and a very large area of enhanced risk that extends down uh, into Nebraska. Uh, You could see the other small uh, little marginal risks area, one that's actually in eastern North Carolina uh, uh, from uh, the uh, interior, uh, east central North Carolina, and then running right down uh, to the coastline. Uh, And also another small area of marginal risk in parts of Arkansas, Mississippi, and northeast Louisiana. Severe weather kind of takes a break, though, uh, after today. Uh, for tomorrow, a small marginal risk area in Can- in eastern Kansas, western Missouri, northern Oklahoma, southeastern Nebraska. And on day three, uh, we are now into the period which covers Saturday to Sunday, a small area of marginal risk uh, in northeastern New Mexico, southeastern Colorado. And days four through eight, um, uh we are looking at predictability too low for each day in the uh, four to eight day time frame. And by the way, Joe, it's worth mentioning, uh, speaking of Colorado, the Hoover Dam uh, the, uh, is at its lowest level on record. And it's forecast to actually go lower and it may not bottom until uh, the month of November. Uh, which is, I mean, the, 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 I saw a shot of it today on one, on one of the newscasts, and it was mind-boggling to see how high the Hoover Dam is and how low the water is. 
Um, and you know, it, it is the the the, uh, the drought conditions in that part of the country are, are are quite serious indeed. And of course, we are now in the dry season there, so uh, it's hard to imagine how they're going to get much if any rain. I remember Ruthless Goat, who's on the chat board sometimes, and he lives up in Loveland, Colorado, says that the vast majority of the precip where he is north of Denver, uh, but the vast majority of the precip is mostly snow. Uh, they don't really get a whole lot of rain there, so when it uh, you know the winters are important because a lot of that snow melt goes in to feed the uh, 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 the river, the Colorado River. But I'm a little surprised considering how much you know there were fair amounts of snowfall that occurred. I mean, there's above normal snowfall through much of that region uh, and on up into the northern Rockies. I'm I'm not quite sure why it's not hasn't translated. To uh, to uh, raise the water levels. That's that's for somebody who lives out there can, that can explain all this. That's 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 above my pay grade. Now we you you said this was Hoover Dam. Yes. Because we uh, Renata and I we went. Uh, let's see, this was in uh, 2012. We we visited Boulder Dam, mm -hmm. and that's pretty pretty impressive. We were outside of the uh, Las Vegas area, and. Um, yeah, and these 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 man-made structures are absolutely spectacular. I mean, if anybody ever goes out west, you really ought to you know check these things out. Both Hoover and Boulder Dam, if you're ever in in the vicinity of one or both, it's it's absolutely amazing. Well, I, I Boulder I, Dam, I think they use where they I use am. that to to electrify parts of the desert southwest mm -hmm. um, by controlling the uh, flow of the water there. Well, same here. I um, The Tennessee Valley Authority during the Depression, they built a dozen dams, and I've got I've got three of them, four of them actually, within 20-minute within driving distance. Uh, and uh, they are, you know, they're not to the level of the Hoover Dam or the, or the Boulder Dam, but uh, they are certainly impressive by their own, by their own right. So, um, I was actually quite surprised. I didn't realize that there was that they did that to a lot of the waterways here, and they use it to. Now wait a minute. Now David, David, now David Schwartz on the chat board says Boulder Dam is Hoover Dam, but you said Hoover Dam. You were talking about Colorado, and yet. Well, I'm sorry. I meant the Hoover Dam is low. It's the Colorado River going into the Hoover Dam is at its lowest level. Uh, okay. That's that's what All I right. meant to say. I'm sorry. I may have misspoken. Right. Anyway. Okay. Uh, Precip wise. Uh, no rain anywhere in the southwest. Uh, the coastal Pacific Northwest uh, is going to be getting up to a couple of inches of rain. Eastern North Carolina, Eastern Virginia, you can see the uh, rainfall amounts here. Most of this is going to come tomorrow, uh, tomorrow into tomorrow night uh, with uh, rainfall amounts uh, up to an inch uh, extending uh, further north and west. Now, some of this is going on right now with the thunderstorms that are around. So uh, this is not all of this is going to fall during the day tomorrow. And just speaking of rainfall, I have the seven-day rainfall uh, over the uh, eastern U.S. And <clears throat> add up all the thunderstorms that we've had between Tuesday and Wednesday. And, of course, this goes actually back to last Thursday. That's Thursday evening. So as we, we can throw in what happened last Friday. But the rainfall has actually been fairly substantial across parts of New Jersey, uh, up up through upstate New York uh, into Vermont and New Hampshire, also in southeast PA down into Maryland, and then it gets, you know, uh, the amounts are much higher, five inches or more in uh, eastern North Carolina, and you can see the big amounts too in northern Mississippi. Uh, some areas getting uh, over ten inches of rain 
in the last seven days in parts of northern Mississippi, back through Arkansas, and uh, also into parts of Louisiana and Alabama. So um, the rainfall has been uh, substantial up into the Ohio Valley, uh, uh, two, two inches as you go further north into Kentucky, two to three inches uh, up uh, in Kentucky and uh, up into parts of Ohio. Uh, and then the amounts kind of slacken off uh, after that. So it's been a, a rather, relatively productive uh, rainfall period here in the eastern part of the, uh, of the United States. Certainly, most areas east of the Mississippi, also up in the northern plains, uh, Montana, uh, picking up uh, substantial some, some areas, picking up uh, uh, an inch to two inches of rain, and then back up into parts of Idaho. And of course, you see other places how dry it has been. So I just wanted to kind of show that map. Now let's go to the. I'm going to go to the European 240 hour. Okay, and take a look oh, at oh. this. Take a look at this upper air, and I'm going to bring up a. Um, I drew on it uh, just to save time. So take a look at this upper air. Now, this is for Father's Day next Sunday. Now, now you tell me on June 20th, Joe, to see that the, amplitude, uh, the amplitude like this uh, at this time of year is... I, I, it's hard for me to go through memory. I, I imagine this must have happened before, but I can tell you this. It's, it doesn't happen very often that you get an upper air pattern like this uh, on the 20 for the 20th of June. Yeah, well look at the uh, the uh, the arrow that's on the left side of your uh red uh vertical line. I mean the air is coming right from as our good friend Alan Casper used to like to say sometimes on when he was at Channel 2, uh the air is coming straight from Great Slave Lake. You can smell the Canadian Canadian pines. My yeah. goodness, but he usually said that he would usually say that, let's say in, in April or May or September, or October. Uh, you're right. I don't remember him saying it in June or July, usually a hot and steamy and uh, sticky month. That, and that's that's an amazing thing to see, the, uh, that type of a setup at this time of the year. Very anomalous. Right. Now, now, this time of year, air masses up there are not like air masses that come down in the wintertime, obviously. Uh, you have... Uh, you know, there, you have sun most of the time. Uh, the air is is chilly, but it's not winter. Obviously, it's not winter cold. And of course, those air masses do tend to modify as they move down to the southeast. But this is a very, very cool looking weather pattern that is setting up. And I also I, I looped the uh, now this is the 5000 foot level. So it, it, it's probably going to be a little bit different as far as the surface of con is concerned. But you can you can see what happens here in the east. Uh, starting from, uh, I'll wait till the first gets to the first frame, which is right now. That's the first frame. So, you cold front, cold front, and there's actually another front in between all that. So we've got like three cold fronts that are going to be coming through. But the bottom line is that's all uh, cool air. It can't get hot in, in 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 the pattern that I just showed you. It just simply cannot get hot. And here in the east, Joe, it's trough after trough after trough just dropping into the eastern part of the U.S. And, and a, a strong ridge that builds up the Rockies from New Mexico and Colorado all the way northward. Uh, yeah, this, is not, this is not a summertime upper air pattern for the eastern part of the U.S. No, it's not. It is it's most definitely not. And now you see why the uh, long-range forecasters at the uh, Climate Prediction Center are indeed showing much of the eastern third of the country below normal 
for the next uh, for the next week week or two. It's a, that type of a pattern you can't warm up. And the big ridge, as you see building over the western United States, uh, something the last thing that those people over the west need is a big, a, a huge ridge of high pressure, which would preclude any kind of uh, precipitation pattern. They're just bone dry out out in the west. I'm going to switch. I got the GFS up. I wanted to switch over to the. Uh... Uh, the the radar view because I think that's more relevant. Sometimes when you look at that, the 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 ver the, uh, the the map that has the actual precip amounts, it makes you think it's raining all over the place, and in reality, uh, it, it it doesn't really reflect what's going on on the radar. Plus, for whatever reason, sometimes those maps generate rainfall, and then you look at you know you look at the radar and you ask yourself, well, how? And you got to. Uh, you know, something happens in between because these are in six-hour increments. So it's, it's just, it just I think it's just simpler to look at uh, these radar views in six-hour implements. And you can see for tonight and to Friday, the rain that starts to gel up here is this upper trough, uh, the, with this weak trough that's come out of Texas. It took two days, two to three days for it to get far enough east. Low pressure forms there in Virginia and North Carolina. The rain pushes up. As I said, I'm thinking maybe it gets into southern Pennsylvania. It gets into southern New Jersey for a little while tomorrow. It, it should not make it further north than that. Uh, but the rains will be heavy from there south into North Carolina. And then the low is going to move out to the east. And, of course, we've got all this this sort of this dry air in eastern Canada that's pinned uh, down to the coast gets dragged southward as that low moves out there's also a little bit of an upper trough that comes through saturday morning i threw in the mention that there could be a brief shower on long island sunday uh, i'm sorry saturday morning saturday morning and you can see that the gfs has a couple of showers there over uh, over eastern massachusetts and coastal maine that's from this little upper trough that goes by i think the weekend to me much of the time it should be okay it's going to be hard to warm up on Saturday because we're going to have a wind off the ocean. But I, I'm thinking we should be no worse than partly sunny. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, we've got a cold, the first of three cold fronts. Uh, maybe a shower or a thunderstorm Sunday evening as the front goes by. Then another front that comes through on Monday with another chance for a shower or a thunderstorm Monday evening. And then there's a third front that comes through Tuesday evening. So we'll throw in another chance for a shower or storm. And, and, and it's behind, uh, this run of the GFS, it's something weird where it, it made a cutoff low and tries to form another low on the coast there and brings it up to Long Island on, during the day on Wednesday. I just ignored that because I'm, I'm thinking it's, that's not going to be on the next run. Uh, and uh, I mean, how many times do you see a deepening low coming up the coast in, in the middle of June? In June. Uh, yeah, in, in June. June. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, and, and, then, and then it's just going to be cool and dry and then another front. Now, here's the one chance I think maybe on, on Friday and Saturday of next week ahead of whatever the next cold front that comes through next Saturday uh, that you could have a chance on that day where it tries to warm up a little bit. But the other, th the other problem here is, Joe, is that it can't get humid because there's no time. These fronts are coming one after another, you don't have time to get into a return flow of, of, uh, of, of very warm, humid air. You have maybe 24 hours, and that's not going to cut it. And, and indeed, uh, it, it, it's, they're reinforcing shots. Uh, you know, one comes through, you get the cool air, then before the, it has a chance to moderate, here comes a second front to reinforce the cool air, and indeed, then after that, a third front. So, yeah, it, as long as you keep having those, uh, 
and they're probably moving along kind of like a, the spokes of energy that are whirling around the, uh, the main uh, upper uh, disturbance to our north and east. There you go. That's, that's going to keep you cool, and it looks like we're going to be in that pattern again for at least the next week or two. And as far as the tropics are concerned, that area in the southwest Caribbean um, is now not even being talked about as uh, so the hurricane center. No tropical cyclones over the next five days. And uh, yeah, the models are still trying to spin something up after day seven in the southwestern Gulf of Mexico. But until I see it in the day four, uh, inside the day five, uh, the five day time frame, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not going to waste time talking about it. And there's... Uh, uh, there's there's nothing there that, and considering what's going on with the upper air in the east, uh, you know, you, it sort of leaves me wondering whether there's going to be any kind of room for something to form down down in the in the southwest Gulf. But I, you know what, that's a problem for another day. I'm not worried about it now. So now, since you chided since you chided me on uh, on on not having a video of the eclipse, I do have something uh, to show you of the eclipse and. If you allow me to show it, I, I don't think I have the ability of sharing the All screen. Right. Sure, but uh, give me before you do that, just real quick, because Christinapedia just sent me one more shot that she found on her camera. And okay, hang on, I'm getting it as we speak, and that's uh, a shot of the. Uh, I mean, this is a, this is a beautiful shot. You'll see it come up in a second. Uh, absolutely gorgeous shot of the uh, of, of the eclipse with the clouds and the mag. Really, the, wow. the very interesting colors in the background. It almost looks like a painting, for God's yeah. sake. Uh, right, thanks. and that's it's almost. It almost looks like something Bob Ross, the late Bob Ross, would have painted. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he probably use use one of the I don't know what what um, uh, kind of crimson red or whatever or that that he would probably use a lot of that, and the orange just too. It 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 really does look look beautiful and. Uh, Congratulations uh, for her to get that shot. It, uh, it's amazing. Thank you, Christina Pedia. You've got the screen, so go ahead and do what you got to do. All right. Well, this is not my shot, but I thought I'd show this. This, uh, this I think, was a, a really a, uh, a shot of the eclipse, but also with a, with a very iconic image in it. Take a look at that. That. Oh wow. What, that, nice. I don't know where this was shot. Uh, I, I'm going to make the assumption it may have, well, I don't know. Could it have been, it had to be somewhere in New Jersey, I guess. And, um, it shot with one of those long telephoto lenses. Well, maybe from, so maybe, from Jer a, maybe from Jersey city because, uh, where my daughter lived in Jersey city was right by, uh, the water there. And she had a perfect view of the statue of Liberty. You could almost reach out and touch it. It was, it was that close. Uh, so see I'm now that they, they ought to do a, they ought to do a they, now with with this image. They ought to do a Liberty Mutual commercial, and the, you know, of course, it would end with Liberty, 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 Liberty. Oh, no, listen, anyway. uh, those those commercials are awful. <laughs> with the emu. But anyway, that's that's a. It's a, the emu. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's get. I don't, let's I don't, do let's do um, Briller Jeopardy. I don't know who has it. I think I did it. You did it last to me. So maybe I have it for yeah. you. So give, let me hang on. I got to find it. Um, uh, oh, no, he sent you. Another, this was on Monday. OK, so we don't actually I don't have one. And, and, and uh, maybe you don't have one because the one he sent you on Monday we did on Tuesday. 
and you weren't here yesterday, which by the way was a technical the show was a technical disaster without you. I, I had yes. I had I had a melt I had a meltdown about ten minutes before, technically speaking, ten minutes before the show, and I had to do it without maps for about twenty minutes until I remembered how to get the maps back. So anyhow, oh, that's a, lovely. Yeah, but we somehow I'm never going to leave I'm never gonna leave you again, Joe. Okay. Which actually in a way is true because I uh, they, 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 for the most part, I, I still have library talks, but I think uh, the talks that I have, we don't have to worry about changing our normal 7.30 schedule. But he, he said that prematurely, so we'll see how this all ends right. up. Um, so. Yeah, no Briller Jeopardy tonight, the chairman says. We'll just wait till, uh, till Sunday. Yeah, so... <clears throat> uh, you're not going to leave me for you're not so gonna, you're not going to leave me for Terrence Cardinal Quinn. <laughs> By the way, um, no, I'm not. Speaking of Terrence Cardinal Quinn, I heard from Terrence Cardinal Fitzgerald. Yes, I did. I and, didn't. I, what did what, what did Mr. Fitzgerald have to say? Uh, he's doing he's doing fine. He just you know sent me a quick message. He's just going to call me and you know just. We'll chit chat away, but it was nice that he shot a message to me, so that was that was a good thing. I thought I'd mention. I'm, it I'm to wondering, you. you know, I see him, I see him periodically on weekends at News 12, and I'm saying to myself, my goodness, I hope he's doing it from from the uh, Fitzgerald abode in Dutchess County because I can't possibly see, you know, somebody he he's driving, let's say, all the way down from Dutchess. To Woodbury, Long Island. That's a hell of a haul. When, when, I, uh, when, when I when uh, I caught him on somebody else's television, because um, I would never turn turn it on because I don't watch anybody. Um, it looked to me like he was doing it from his home. So, yeah, I, yeah, it's a long that's a long drive. Uh, real quick, Joe. Bill Rogers wants to know yes. wants to ask you. Uh, he thought you could not take uh, photos of the eclipse without a special filter. Well, I mean, you you need the filter more often than not. When you're looking at an eclipse, you're looking at it high in the sky. And when the sun is high in the sky, it's shining usually at full brightness. And so with that, you, you need to have one of those uh, special uh, camera filters that will knock the... Because, again, the sun is 400,000 times brighter than the full moon. So you're right. going to need to uh, diminish now, but using, you, the light of the sun by but, about 400,000. But are you talking about taking a picture with the, with the 35 millimeter camera? Or with an iPhone. Well, that's the way I used to do it. Right. Well, I mean, now now they actually have they actually have these little devices that go over that little teeny tiny lens on the iPhone. Right. That that is the equivalent of a, of a solar filter, so you could do do it that way. Right. It's just that this this morning, initially, at Christianopedia, uh, really, I mean, can, all things considered, that sun when it was just coming up above the horizon, again, it was too dim to use the filter because. The light was not strong enough to penetrate the filter. But at the same time, when you tried to look at it visually with your eye, you couldn't really do that unless you squinted. So it was, it was kind of like a, we were in like a no man's land, so to speak, of looking at the, uh, at the eclipse sun when it was low. Finally, when it got reasonably high above the horizon, like 10 or 15 minutes after sunup, uh, then it was out of the haze and then it got much brighter. And then you had to use those special filters to, uh, to look at the sun. Um, and by the way, both of my, both of my kids, kids, my son's going to be 31 in October and my daughter's going to be, uh, 
28 in July or whatever. But I, I gave them uh, glasses, eclipse glasses, and they both said, hey, they stunk. Both of them were having the same problem that we were having at the beach in that if you tried to use the glasses when the sun first came above the horizon, you saw nothing because the sun was not bright enough to penetrate through the glasses. They had to wait. And of course, you know, kids in these day, days, they, they don't have the patience. But if you waited like 15 minutes or so after the sun got high enough in the sky, then you could have used the glasses. But then they were on off doing something else. So, All right. Well, I guess that's it for tonight. We can we can wrap it up. Uh, it's been an interesting week uh, with all these odd shows <laughs> going on at 930 was 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 uh, was new for me. I, I literally shut the show off and I, I crawled into bed. <laughs> so not tonight, though. It's, I, I have time for a glass of wine and a bowl of cherries. I have that all chilling well, in the, I'm never in gonna the do fridge. I'm, I'm never going to do what I did yesterday, which was, number one, uh, I did a, a spur of the moment, like around 12 o'clock. I thought I would do on my Joe Rayo Weather Channel uh, a little primer as to how to look at the eclipse and little tips here and there. So I cut that. That was about a 20 or 25 minute Zoom uh, feature. And then a couple hours later, I had the first of three consecutive library talks. I don't know if you've ever done this before, Joe. I thought, well, why not? So I had, I was, I was going straight on through into the evening and that's why. And then, then there was a situation of, I thought I would get to bed early because I knew I was going to get up at the crack of dawn before the crack of dawn for the eclipse this morning. And uh, I told you off air why I was up until like midnight because we were having all kind of craziness with that. But I was, I was fit to be, I was fit to be died by about midnight last night when I finally got into bed, uh, knowing of course that my my time in bed was only going to be for about three hours before the alarm was going to go off. So it's been a crazy week. Are we doing a show tomorrow night or no? We've decided just no, no. no. All right. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll fire off a, a memo to, to Mr. Ruben Fairchild about that. Uh, Bill Rogers asked, oh, we, we just found us. We, we found, we found something out about Mr. Ruben Fairchild on the chat board <laughs> that he hates Janice Hoff. It's, it's so, so now let's see. He hates Janice Hoff. He hates Rich, uh, Rich Hoffman. He hates Craig Allen. I'd like to know, Mr. Ruben Fairchild, will you ever post on the chat board a weather forecaster or forecasters? namely those with first names that start with J, that you like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he did say on one that, that uh, he, he's, he's cool with us, but he just, he can't understand, he, can, he, he can't grasp, he hasn't grasped yet that, you know, we tend to go with the flow uh, because of, uh, because of our, because of our, you know, schedules. Yes. Yes. All right. So we'll 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 cut we'll cut this nonsense out tonight and we'll be back with coffee with Joe and Joe and maybe even Miss Mrs. Rayo with her cooking uh, segment uh, on Sunday morning, I guess. Yes. And uh, that will be on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So we will see everybody then. The weather looks relatively quiet going into the weekend. So. Uh, not, not, it's not as if anything's going on tomorrow or Saturday. So you know what? Enjoy it, okay? And uh, we will yes. see you on yes. Sunday. And thanks again for the chairman hitting Super Chat tonight. Uh, very uh, very gener generous yes. of you, you and so most much. appreciated. Okie doke. See you yes. Sunday. Thank you very much, Scott. Night, everybody. Oh, Goodbye. and thank, thank you, Christina Pedia.
for the wonderful pictures. My buddy, uh, Harry McMaster uh, from high school, your pictures were great too. Thank you. I know I used them before asking you, but you know, you shared them on Facebook and I reshared them. So I assumed you would be okay with it. Um, anyway, see you, <laughs> see you guys on Sunday. Good night, everybody. Bye.